It's the Heffern and Reap Bonus Show. Oh, sweet. This is the place where the guys upload bonus shows while they're on the road. Sometimes it's just John. Other times it's John and John. Huh? Either way, it's all good. <laughs> you enjoy the Heffron and Reap podcast. Now go and see them live. It's really super awesome. And here's the reason why. You've seen them on TV and even in the movies. Yeah, they really are so good. They can even afford this song. Check out the tour dates at HeffronandReap.com. Yes, go see us live, folks. Why wouldn't you? Please don't wait till we're dead. I mean, there's nothing funny about that. We won't be funny dead. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I've been thinking about it at my funeral doing something goofy. Possibly a fart machine in the coffin, you know, maybe a motion sensor that goes off, does a stupid joke every now and then when you pass by. Who knows? Uh, anyway, don't wait till then. Go see us live. Um, you can see me January 9 through 12 at the Denver, uh, Denver Comedy uh, Works uh, in Denver. That's 9 through 12. And then 17th through 19th, I'll be in Dallas at Hyenas Comedy Club. Uh, the 24th through the 26th, I'll be in Jacksonville, Florida at the Comedy Zone. And then in February, you can see me in Tampa at Side Splitters. That's the 7th through the 10th. And then uh, February 15th in Holly Springs, North Carolina at the Holly Springs Cultural Center. And then the next day on the 16th, I'll be in Newton, North Carolina at the Newton Conover Auditorium. And you can also see my pal, my buddy, my uh, my amigo, Mr. John Heffron, uh, January 10 through 13 at the Chicago Improv. Uh, January 17th through 20, he'll be in Columbus at the Funny Bone. And 24th through 26th, he'll be in Erie, Pennsylvania at Junior's or JR's Last Laugh Comedy Club. So I haven't figured out that yet. February the 2nd, he'll be in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina at the Knight Theater at Levine Center for the Arts. And then in February 14th through 17th, you can see him in Toledo uh, at the Funny Bone there. So please support the show. Show up, see us, laugh, buy a CD or something. We love you. Thank you for listening again to another awesome episode of the Heffern and Reap Show, or I should say the Heffern and Reap Bonus Show, uh, because that's what we're calling them when we're not together. This one is just me. I like to say John Solo, you know, makes me think I'm a, some sort of Jedi warrior from Star Wars, even though Han Solo wasn't a Jedi. But you, you understand. It's still cool nonetheless. Um, this one is just me interviewing two of the comics I was on the road with. Uh, the first one is a guy named Mike Cody. Uh, who lives in New York now. He was a feature act. Very funny guy, very nice guy. And I sat down with him in the green room in Lexington, Kentucky. And then um, the second one is Gary Minky. And I've known Gary for a long time. And uh, we swapped some stories of the old days. Hadn't seen him in a while, so it was, uh, it was fun to see Gary Minky. So uh, there you go. Sit back and, en- and enjoy another Heffron Free. Not that there's anything good about that. I'm just saying. Uh, Heffern and Reap bonus show. Thank you. Sitting here in the green room of uh, Comedy Off Broadway in Lexington, Kentucky, um, not to be confused with the uh, comedy that's on Broadway in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, I don't even know if there is a Broadway. Is there a Broadway street? There you can is. talk. We used to be located on Broadway downtown oh. and moved here for a better location. What was it called when it was on Broadway? Comedy on Broadway. So they just had to change one word. Perfect. I like it. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're in the green room, uh, and I like it here. This is one of my favorite clubs to play 
Um, the crowds are always good. They always kind of they always get me. I think so. Tonight's a Sunday night, and you never know what you're going to get on the Sunday. But I'm sitting here with the feature act, Mr. Mike. What's your last name again? Quite okay. It's Cody. Mike Cody, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, internet. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much, everybody. <laughs> now, Mike, uh, where are you from? From? Uh, I'm from from. Oh, I've lived all over. I grew up in Pittsburgh, like Greater Pittsburgh. I spent about the last decade in Cincinnati, and right now. I'm living in uh, New York City. Oh, in Queens. You, you, so well, pitch. I was just in Pittsburgh. Did you go up to the uh, improv there? I did. Yeah, I yeah. got to. Uh, Is that where you got started? No, not there at all. I didn't get started um, doing comedy until I moved to Cincinnati. I, I moved to Cincinnati to become a professional wrestling manager <laughs> right after college. That's <laughs> Is true. that real? Yeah, for real. I wanted to be Bobby the Brain Heenan. Wow. Or Jimmy Hart. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait, Jimmy Hart was he the one with the uh, the uh, tennis racket? Uh, no, the, uh, I'm glad you remember him. That was Jim Cornette. He's Jim one of my Cornette too. Jimmy yeah. Hart was the one with the megaphone and okay. he had the sunglasses and go like, "Come on, honky, come on, honky." That was... <laughs> That's the old school wrestling. Absolutely. Before yeah. it got uh, really big. What what league was that? Do you remember what league? WWF. The WWF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. What I grew up on. Now, now, did so you watched wrestling and you liked? You were a fan of wrestling. And... Oh, I love it. Yeah, I watched uh, WrestleMania three with Hulk Hogan against Andre the Giant, and I got hooked, and that became my <laughs> obsession. So I said to myself, after college, I'm going to go. Yeah. I want to be in wrestling. I knew I couldn't be a wrestler because I'm like five foot seven <laughs> and I'm fat and uncoordinated. And I, I got to the school like to train to be a manager, and then I was like, oh, I'm still five foot seven and fat and uncoordinated. What school? It was called uh, Main Event Pro Wrestling Camp. That's a real thing. I swear to God, yeah, man, this school's awesome. all over for yeah. just uh, just about how to be a manager of wrestlers. They taught everything there, and you had to learn everything that everyone did. So they would teach uh, managers, which is kind of a dying art. It's one of the reasons I didn't go further with it. But was like a real manager or like a character type manager that's part of the character type manager? Okay, okay, yeah. okay. But I wanted to learn the behind the scenes to something. That's running. so funny. Isn't that's that cool. weird? Yeah, yeah. It's nice to be in a point in my life where I tell people that and they go, "That's <laughs> awesome." Versus, <laughs> like, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, I just get blank stares because I work. I had a day job at a law firm. I told people, yeah, I moved here to be a wrestling manager. (laughs) And people would just stop the conversation and just walk away. They go, what? Yeah. That's the oddest thing. When I I went to a a community college for two years in Hickory, North Carolina, and there was this dude, just a random dude, I don't know, uh, came up to me one day and said, would you be interested in wrestling? And I was like, "Uh, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, I manage wrestlers. I want to know if you would like to be a wrestler. I'm like... No, I don't want to be a wrestler. <laughs> I mean, he was coming on to me, I found out later. Like, he's like this gay dude. That oh, would, he like, wanted to wrestle, walk, wrestle. Yes. Okay. He would gotcha. come up to people and, like, you want to wrestle. Like, like, like that was his thing. So, what a horrifying picture. Yeah, I don't know why I went there. That's the only thing I got to relate to that. Uh, except for my brother, we had a trampoline. We would wrestle a trampoline and stuff like that. But, uh, so, okay, so you went to, uh, where, where was it again? You went for this... Uh, I was School? in Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, okay. Yeah, just right outside of Cincinnati. So I uh, I moved there, and I figured out after about a month, like, oh, this isn't working. So I, uh, <laughs> A month? So I, about a month, A month yeah. in, you're like, I'm done. Well, they made me try to do this movie. It was called, um, what was it called? It was the, it was like a hip toss, which is like, somebody runs at you, you grab their arm, it's like you're square yeah. dancing, then you throw them. Well, this one, I had to do, the, basically, the person would grab your arm, they fall back, and then you flip forward and land on your back. Well, they're not helping you with the flip. You just have to jump in the air 
and do a flip and land on your back. And I kept landing on my head. Oh. And the instructor goes, Mike, you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. And that was also around the time when the guy said my nickname should be Jimmy the Feather because I was so light with everything that I did because I'm not an athlete. <laughs> and that's when I said, I think it's time to quit. Yeah. Did you have a sort of character in mind before the Feather comment? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The Feather killed everything. But was, uh, <laughs> I wanted to be a Bobby Heenan type. I wanted to have a. I was, for a while I thought, oh man, my last name should be Foster, so then I can have the Foster family. And I was like, yeah, Mr. Foster, Foster that's going to be great. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I thought that, well, you're I the first person that's ever said that was I, good. Well, so I, just, I just not got it. I'm like, oh, Foster family, I get it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So mm-hmm. so, so, how the uh, the jump from uh, uh, wrestling manager to comedian? Uh, boredom. I was so I signed a lease in Cincinnati. I uh, was dating a girl, and then we broke up. And I just signed this lease. So I'm here for 11 more months. I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do? And wow. so I, uh, I I just saw an ad in the paper, said comedy class. And I'm not a comedy class kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of it, but it wound up actually being decent, and I got good at it and uh, stayed in it. And, I, and now it's I can. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. Well, if you go to a wrestling school, why not a comedy class? Yeah, exactly. I took exactly. a comedy class when I started at Good Nights. There was a guy who taught a comedy class, and I okay. was the same way, thinking like, really? Is this guy going to teach me how to be funny? And that's not what they teach you. They teach mm-hmm. you, like, basic stuff. Like, yeah. move the mic stand out of the way. You know, make sure you talk <laughs> into the microphone. Mm-hmm. And save the funny part for the very end. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's, that's all I got out of it. But, um... It did, it, it, did, it did totally help me, so I'm glad I took it. Yeah, um, I feel like they, they shave off like about three months worth of open mics. Yeah. That's yeah. about it. And plus the guy who was running it, who's also running the open mic. He oh, said, there you uh, go. He said, well, if you don't take my class, you're not going to get on stage. I go, okay, I'll take your class. <laughs> Here's $100. So I did. Um, cool. So now how long have you been doing the... Is this your full-time gig now? or? Um, no. Well, at the moment it is because I haven't lined up a day job <laughs> in New York City. So, yeah. Oh, because you just moved. Comedy. That's right. You just moved. To yeah, I just New moved York. to New York City just about right. a month ago. To pursue. Exactly. Yeah, just get on stage, get uh, get super famous. There are tons of opportunities for stand-up in, in New York, which you, you probably know already. I mean, you can go up like yeah. seven times in one night if you make the rounds, all the different comedy clubs and venues they have out there. Yeah, absolutely. Do you Have you ever run into any wrestlers like that are doing comedy? Because there are guys that are. Yes, I have. I got to do, uh, I got to do like a guest spot for my favorite wrestler, a guy named Mick Foley. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's doing comedy now. Yeah, he's good. How's he, he his act? I haven't seen. It. I saw him on like a, a bill somewhere. Like coming, coming soon. Mick Foley. Uh, I'll tell you what. If you don't like wrestling, yeah, don't. <laughs> Probably not for you. Yeah, it's not. Does he? Be... Is he the one that had the sock puppet? Yes, he was. Does mankind. he use the sock puppet on stage? <laughs> I mean, no. you think that's a human right there? You know, Jeff Dunham is already huge. <laughs> Why not go that route, right? Yeah, or at the very least, sell him afterward. Yeah. I mean, you got you got Walter, you got Socko, <laughs> yeah, you got exactly. everything you need. But uh, he was funny. He was. I mean, it's, it's you know, wrestling stories yeah. told from a guy who's been performing, you know, in, in a very different way and talking on the mic. Yeah. well for over twenty years. So. Yeah, he seems to be like the times that. I, I had roommates who loved wrestling, so sometimes yeah. I would have to watch it because we had one TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then every now and then it's slow to get into. It's the same way I, I, I got into The Young and the Restless. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> My mom would always watch it when we were, she was making supper, so I had to watch it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I get to college, and I'm like, uh, what the hell is Victor Newman up to? You know, so I <laughs> the same thing he was doing six months <laughs> same ago, thing, probably. Being a badass. <laughs> um, but so, so with the wrestling thing, what were we talking about? What was that? Oh, I just lost it. Uh, Mick Foley? Mick Foley! Then, he yeah. seems like a smart dude to me. Mm-hmm. Like an educated guy who's like, like he's really well-spoken. Yeah, he really is. 
Yeah. Very, very thoughtful. Well, you guy. know who else is doing stand up as a wrestler is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, yeah. Um, really? Yes. Yeah. He's, uh, I, I think if there's anybody who's near Indianapolis, I think, oh, this might have just happened, but they were doing a convention together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so they were each going to do their acts, and I would have loved to see that. That would have been great. Oh, it would have been amazing. <laughs> King Kong Bundy also doing is some stand up. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, Ric Flair is funny, but not on purpose. <laughs> no, not so much. Not so He's much. kind of sad. He lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I got a buddy who sells he sells insurance. Yeah, and that's one of his clients is uh, Rick Flair, and he's he basically has no money. Um, and we, I was going to Charlotte because um, it was our fantasy football draft, mm-hmm. and uh, we were going to drive up to the mountains. We have this big cabin. We're all going to, you know, a bunch of dudes hang out for a weekend and yeah. play fantasy football. But on the way, he's like, i got to stop at this bar first. I was like, why? He goes, well, Ric Flair's there, and he owes me money. <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome. I can't wait to go. you got to get money from Ric Flair. Nice try. But yeah. And hey, that's like squeezing blood from a stone. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And we go there, and, uh, you know, he didn't have the check. He's like, oh, I have to get you next time, man. You know, and Mike's like, okay, <laughs> there's nothing he can do because he likes him. Yeah, and you can't get blood from a, a turnip or whatever that thing is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that saying is. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a I had a layover in Charlotte on the way to the club, and like I didn't even think about it until like I was walking through the airport on that little peeper mover, and then suddenly I went, I'm in flare country, and I got a little shiver up my spine. <laughs> <laughs> my, here's a crazy story. So my buddy Mike, the guy who sells insurance, Ric Flair, now. Rick likes to party. He's probably like mm. 64, 62, something like that. that. He's yeah. up there. But he's not that big. I mean, he's only like 5 foot 11, you know. Huh. Um, but you'd think he'd be a lot bigger than that. But he's still kind of strong, bulky. He's yeah. got huge hands. Um, <laughs> so this is where it gets crazy. So Mike uh, is, hangs out at this bar, and, um, and Rick Flair's hanging out with him. And uh, he's like, uh, let's go back to my house. And they're all like, okay. So... Mike, these two random chicks, and Ric Flair are all hanging out at Mike's place. They got from these girls from the bar, and uh, they're just sort of like he's giving them a tour of their house or whatever. And Rick goes into the bathroom and comes back out with his pants off. He's totally naked. I mean, he's got a shirt on. He's like Porky Pig style. Um, but he's hung like a fucking mule, apparently. And uh, he likes to walk around and show his cock off. Which, you know, the girls are like, I'm out. They just leave after that. So now it's just Mike and Rick, and Rick's oh cut his pants God. off. He's like, that, that did not work at all, buddy. I don't, care. <laughs> I don't care how big it is. Nobody wants to see old man dick. No, that's, no. and that's probably the reason why it's bigger now. It's just <laughs> gravity. But, yeah, so got into the stand-up. Now, how long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, about seven and a half years now. Okay, yeah. very cool. Seems to be going well. You're a very funny guy. Thank you very much. I enjoyed watching you. Thank you. Man. It's always fun for me uh, to watch the the feature act uh, be hilarious and clean and not piss off the crowd. Oh, thank you. I'm, <laughs> those I'm are glad three things didn't... I care about as a headliner. Well, I'm glad you didn't hear those f bombs. <laughs> I accidentally dropped in there, but uh... yeah, I took breaks. So sometimes I'd be up here. <laughs> but thank you very much. It was a pleasure working with you this week, man. It was fun. You know, it's like this is where we pause and we make out. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you there. The, I got t- I got thin lips. Um, so what's next for you? Uh, you moved to New York. Yeah, I moved to New now York. How long have you been in New York? Not actually. Tomorrow is going to make one full month. 
since I moved out there. And so, you got a roommate? You got a, how, how'd you find a place? Got a roommate. Yeah, I got a uh, comedian that I'm living with, very funny girl named Lindsay Bowling. Okay. And uh, we, we just went up there and... Uh, so just, you knew her before? Yeah, we knew each other from, from before. Uh, she's uh, from Louisville and it's like pretty close to Cincinnati, so there's a lot of crossover. Between. Right, right, uh, right. But yeah, so we just uh, went out there, looked around for a couple of days and uh, just... The very last place that we looked at, we'd given up hope. We were going <laughs> to live in this place that looked like it was a war zone. This area called Bushwick that people say is up and coming, <laughs> uh-huh. but it looks like it's more just barely hanging on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we Bushwick. almost took that one. Bushwick. That yeah. doesn't even sound Where safe. is that? What, 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 what's it's, that close to that I would know? Uh, what borough are you in? Uh, that's in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh, I'm in Queens, You're in Queens. Yeah, we found a sweet place, a little two-bedroom. Is that good? Queens? Queens, I can't remember. What's yeah, dude, it's good. It's yeah. a, it's a little, it's a little more on the boring side, but I don't care. Like yeah. I've, you know, what club is closer to where you live? Uh, the club that's closest is a place called the Laughing Devil. Like it's out in Long Island City. <laughs> I love the names of clubs. Oh yeah, the Laughing Devil. That's that's close. Uh, there's a place called Creek in the Cave, which, um, if anybody listens from New York, uh, my show that I started in Cincinnati called Underbelly. Uh, my friends transplanted it to New York City, so you should go see it. It's all comics doing everything except for stand-up, so it's really funny. Really? Yeah. Talk about that. What do yeah. you mean? Oh, Is um, it like a sketch or is it improv or what do you do? It's basically whatever you want to do. The one we did in Cincinnati, we did it for about two and a half years at this rock club called the Southgate House. And we basically ran it until uh, Southgate House had to close. Uh, and then we did a farewell show a couple months ago. But uh, uh, yeah, it's just everything everything you want to do. You want to do poetry? If it's funny, do it. Yeah, Dance? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we've had, uh, you know, we do... Is there like a rule, like, you can't do your act? Exactly. You okay. can do anything except for your act. And, you know, we've had everybody... That's pretty cool. Yeah, everybody who came and played along, we had Greg Warren come out and do it, uh, Drew yeah. Hastings came out and do it as his Jack Freeman character. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah, the New York one's even crazier. I mean, I heard that, like, at the last one, somebody just went on stage and just smashed plates for five straight minutes and there's shards of ceramic like flying out and like cutting audience members oh, that's great. but they said it was the best thing ever so <laughs> well there's a comedian that reminds me of what you're saying this guy named Brody Stevens you oh know yeah Brody okay Stevens? Brody yeah he comes on he's hilarious mm-hmm. uh, he comes on at the comedy store um, he, he, he can go up anytime he wants but I think he likes going up at like two in the morning when there's maybe when three weird. people left in the crowd yeah and He'll just go up there and he'll have a bucket and drumsticks and he'll sit down and he'll just play this bucket for like 15 minutes <laughs> and just have a smile like this the whole time and get the crowd into it and not wow. really do much jokes, you know. But it's but it's hilarious. Um, who else did that? There was a, a um, God, I'm trying I'm trying to think who it was, but yeah. Oh God, we had something similar to that. I, I like oh uh, my buddy Ari Shafir. Do you know Ari Shafir? Is he the uh, the amazing racist? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He is the amazing racist. <laughs> That's a weird thing to be known for. Yeah. <laughs> he well for those who don't know you can look him up. Ari Shafir, uh, comedian, lives in L.A. I've known him for years. Uh, mm-hmm. A comedy store guy. That's how I I, I worked at the comedy store okay. as a door guy. Oh wow. Uh, when I first moved there, just to try to get, get a, pay, a paid regular gig. And so Ari was there when I was there, and I've known him for years, but he has this character called The Amazing Racist. And the most famous YouTube clip that he has, have you seen this one? Where he goes, uh, he goes to like a Home Depot in L.A., and he's got a huge truck, and he goes to where all these illegal immigrants are hanging out looking for work. And he goes, yeah, I'm building a deck. I need like, I need like five of you, all of you. Get in the back. Get in the oh, back God, of the I truck. I see this one. So all five of these illegal immigrants get in the back of his truck. And then he starts going through the parking lot real fast over speed bumps. And they're like, hey, they're like, slow down like that. He's like, ah, be, be quiet, Beaner, be quiet, Beaner. And then uh, then he goes, he drives straight to like, um, 
uh, illegal immigration services. Yeah, that's called. Get them all deported, he yeah. gets right up on it and just lays on the horn, <laughs> and they all run, jump out, and they run different ways. He gets out of the truck and just starts belly laughing. Like, oh, look at him run! <laughs> and that's that character, the Amazing Ray. He went on to do other little series of things like that. But. He did one where he brought. Wasn't it like a black dry cleaner? And he brought his clan robes there to get yeah, washed. Yes, yes. Yeah, that one was the first one I ever saw. Oh, that's. <laughs> ooh, that's harsh. He went to uh, an Asian. He went to like Koreatown, dressed um, as a uh, what do you call those? The women with the the, the white powder faces and the little lips. Oh, it was a geisha. A geisha oh, girl. God. Yeah. He went to, <laughs> and he's like, can I not just get a fucking fork? <laughs> um, but yeah, so Ari, the reason I bring Ari up is he has his own little show, similar to what yeah. what you were saying. But uh, it's called a storyteller show. So okay. he picks a theme. He goes like, "The day I got my ass kicked," and he'll go yeah. I'll call his comedian friends. Like, "You got a good story about getting in a fight?" And he's like, "You want to come tell it?" Mm-hmm. He's not part of your act, is it? No. Like, oh, you can come tell it then. So we, we we've done that. Ari does that too. That's but he just called the storyteller show and pick yeah. a theme and then we just do that. I love doing stuff like that. I feel like that's. I mean, you might never make any real money from doing that sort of thing, or you might. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like it, I feel like that's the sort of stuff that helps to keep comedy fresh and fun because you're just yeah. working on other muscles other than just the ones that you do when you're right. doing a normal act, and that's yeah. it's amazing. I agree. Well, that's cool that you do. That you still do that in New York? Uh, or you I'm stopped not... doing it. You said it moved somewhere. Okay. Well, my friends took it from Cincinnati to New York, and the Cincinnati one ended uh, just because it was like I was moving, and like a lot of other people who did it were moving. But uh, the one in New York, with my, which my friends run, that one's still running at the Creek in the Cave. Oh. Um, and then my friend Ryan Singer is going to be starting it out in Los Angeles uh, in the middle of next month. So December fourteenth, cool. Underbelly in LA. Underbelly. Underbelly. The yeah, underbelly. just all one word. So underbelly. website's underbellycomedy.com. I haven't updated it in like a year. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you go there, it'll have information soon. It's also on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Got a Friendster account. Do you have That's a great. LinkedIn? <laughs> I know. I get all these invites from people from LinkedIn. Like people who have real jobs are always trying to get me to go to LinkedIn. I'm like, I, no. I just set one of those up because like, well, I'm not going to be looking for a job. I, I, just, I lied. But... I have one. I never go there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so all that's right. what happens. I guess LinkedIn is sending me emails. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Well, what's next? You've been in uh, uh, New York for about a month now. About a month, man. And, yeah. Uh, everything going smooth? So far, so good. Yeah. Um, I, Why did you choose New York over L.A.? I wanted to get on stage more often <laughs> before I got out to L.A. I, I have right. a feeling like, you know, I'm a little bit older. I have a feeling like if I go out to L.A. to do stuff, it's going to be more like you know, like Rick Moranis, Eugene Levy type yeah. thing where yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the next dad. That's what I'm gonna be. Well, uh, you know, there there fine. there is um they say New York is for comedians and uh LA's for actors and, mm-hmm. and some comedians, but I looked at it like I already had some friends in LA, so I'm like I'm just gonna go out there and try and you know Yeah use their network if I can and try and get myself into the comedy store and all that stuff. So No, that makes sense. I had more New York friends. Honestly. Right. Right. And Cincinnati is not too, I mean, how far, that's not too far from New York, is it? Or is it? It is. It's like an eight-hour drive or something? No, it's long. I think it took us, uh, my buddy and I drove out there one time, and that was horrible. I think it took like, I think it took either 10 or 12 hours to drive out there. It was, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, it was a minute. I got to get a map. <laughs> so, now, how, now, have you been a road dog for a long time then? I have been, yeah. yeah. I've been working around. Like, I lived in different cities. I moved to Chicago for about two years. Uh, I lived up in Minneapolis for a couple months. So I've got like... I pretty. I'd never really worked anywhere like farther out west than like uh, like Iowa. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. But I've you know done Florida, done all around you know East Coast stuff. Yeah. yeah. Not, not to brag. Yeah. I've been to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Florida. 
We were just making fun of Florida the other day with somebody. I forgot who it was. But Florida, to me, is the biggest redneck state in the country. Oh, you think so? Okay. Only because, not Miami, not Orlando, but like, you know, the upper part of Florida. The, uh, okay. Yeah. That, to me, is. Because, in a way, I, I look at, like, people who, you know, lose their job uh, any any other part of the country say fuck it I'm going to Florida and then you get all these weirdos that just move there with no plan and yeah. you know you just end up there there's a lot of homeless people too but. I hear a lot of people go there to hide from the cops that's one of the big things that I hear <laughs> uh, that in Alaska have oh, you been to Alaska? Uh, never I'd yeah. love to go but yeah again like who's going to look for you in Alaska they're probably like well he's in Alaska there's a lot that's... of people up there yes moving on so yeah we were talking uh, you and I were talking yesterday uh, and what was this uh, donut thing that happened? Okay, I, I pretty much figured out what kind of melting pot my neighborhood is by going to the Dunkin' Donuts that's down the street from my house. Um, I didn't have this Wi-Fi. in New York? Yeah, in New York. Yeah. In New York. And uh, I didn't have Wi-Fi because uh, Hurricane Sandy made it impossible. You couldn't get... Oh, right. Yeah, it was the worst. I moved there right after it happened, so it was like you couldn't get an appointment for <laughs> like three weeks. Talk about horrible timing. Oh, it's just the worst. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there like watching like all the disaster footage and like people burning and screaming, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm going to be there in like three days. That's great. Oh, that's been uh, so great. <laughs> this is a good time. So I used to go to the Dunkin' Donuts around the corner from my house and just uh, use the Wi-Fi and look for jobs and stuff, and I had this... Uh, there's all these like there's so many foreign people in the neighborhood that like I don't even know what ethnicity they are. Right. Like, I'm sitting by the window and you know like every McDonald's or whatever. There's always old men drinking coffee. Yes. Every single time, just right. sitting around bitching about politics. Yes. Drinking comedy. Velcro drinking. shoes and khakis. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these are all. It's the same thing. Only it's like I don't know what country these guys are from. It's apparently one where like one eyebrow is just the way to go. But <laughs> yeah. They're hanging out and. One of them like sits down next to me. I'm by the window, and he's like, he's just eating this donut, and he's looking at me the whole time. I, I, I'm not looking at him, but I could tell his eyes are on me. Yeah, and he's just like making weird noises, like of appreciation that they don't even make in this country. He's like, like he's having a oh, mouth gosh. orgasm. Yeah, like oh my god. And the old men are just screaming at each other, just like, oh, yeah. and I'm thinking, okay, it's right by the election. They're screaming about politics. And then the one next to me just starts bellowing. He's like, Roast the Kisa, Ropa Kagan, Nishna Gosendon, Carrie Underwood. Oh, they're so passionate about their country music. They are. And I was like, I was like Did he just say Carrie Underwood? And then all the other ones are like, Ah, it's Carrie Underwood. And I'm like, What the hell is that? That's going hilarious. On? So that's my neighborhood. Did you ever get into it like, uh, What were you guys thinking about Carrie Underwood? Well, that, I, 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 I think one sounded Russian. Yeah. And the other one sounded sort of Middle Eastern. Yeah. Is that what we had? I don't know what it was. <laughs> I haven't figured out the voice to tell yeah. the story yet. But, yeah, but that's what happened. They always, uh, see, I've brought this up with people, too, and I'm like, they say L.A. New York is the melting pot. You get, you get everything, all races, everyone goes there, mm-hmm. and it's a big melting pot. I'll go, well, not really, yeah. because... At least where I grew up, we didn't have a, a Little Italy. We didn't have a Koreatown. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that's segregation. Yeah. The, these little towns that are in all these big cities, you know, uh, I thought segregation was supposed to be bad. But apparently not. <laughs> yeah. They still have it in L.A. and New York. You can go to, like, little Armenia, mm-hmm. you know, but if I stroll in there, it's going to look weird, you know. But oh, yeah. uh, to me, it just seems weird. It's not really a melting pot because they've not melted. They've not, like, assimilated. They're like, we're... Right. we're Having this community, this is ours. Yeah. And, you know? It's more of like, it's almost like a walk. 
Like all yeah. the flavors are getting mixed right. together, yeah, but yeah. everything, it's still yeah. broccoli, it's still chicken. It's like a kid's plate. Like, don't yeah. those green beans better not touch my fucking mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm not, that's gross. <laughs> Uh, cool, man. Well, where can uh, are you on Facebook? You have a website. Where can uh, uh, people see you? I am. Yeah, my website um, is mikecodycomedy.com. Um, I'm on Facebook. It's just uh, my name, Mike, then dot Cody, then the number one. Uh, yeah. I signed up late on Facebook that day. There was already a Mike over. Cody. Yeah, I guess there was already a Mike Cody, and there was even there was already one word Mike Cody. So I got Mike dot Cody one. But uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's uh, Twitter slash Mike Cody. How do you spell Cody? C-O-D-Y. That's right. I was quizzing you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I nailed it. Mike Cody, ladies and gentlemen. All right, buddy. Well, it's good work with you. You're hilarious. I'm going to high-five you. And uh, I always tell this to people that are uh, funny features that go in front of me, um, and I mean it. When you get your sitcom (laughs) and you need a redneck, please call me. You got it, dude. I can act. All right. Lock it in and rip the knob off. You're tuned in to the number one show on the planet. The Heffron and Reap Show. Yes, we're in the green room right now at the Dayton Funny Bone in lovely Dayton, Ohio. The Gym City. I don't know why they call it that. Uh, and I'm sitting here with a uh, comedy legend, I like to say. I like to say so, too. Gary Minky. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Every seven years, we got to do this. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like a leap year yeah. or something. Is that every seven years? How's that work? Le- leap years every four years. Oh, okay. Close enough. Yeah, uh, yeah last time I saw Gary um, was in Orlando, Florida at the uh, Orlando Improv. Old one downtown. Yes, and uh, that... That has a bad memory in my brain because of something well, that happened that not not you no no but, but more of a bad taste <laughs> yeah even worse uh, and I may have talked about this on the podcast before let me back that up I may have I may have talked about this on the podcast before but um, for those of you who don't know years ago seven years seven ago, years ago to be exact I was uh, on stage at the Orlando Improv it was a Wednesday night. Uh, I wasn't really famous from Last Comic Standing or anything like that. You no weren't really, famous at all. No one really knew me, uh, but I was headlining. You know, <laughs> it's like an unfamous headliner. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it was a Wednesday night. Maybe there were like 30, 40 people in the crowd, something like that. And uh, about about maybe 15 minutes into my act, I was uh, I was doing well enough for 30 people. And the waiter, a waitress walks over to me, and she has a shot glass in her hand, a little shot. She goes, here you go, this is for you. I go, oh. Thank you. What is this for? She goes, oh, you know, it's your first time here, and we like you, and it's just a, it's sort of a um, welcome to Orlando shot. I go, oh, what is it? It's a redheaded slut. I'm like, oh, sweet. I love those. So I, I chug it, and it was not a redheaded slut. It no, was, it was an AKA uh, prairie fire. Prairie fire. I don't know what's in that. I know it's Tabasco your, Yours was Tabasco, but... Uh, uh, another comedy guy, John Morgan, Raging Cajun, who you think could take a little heat. Yeah. They uh, got some fiery sauce they had to sign off on. You're supposed to put two drips in 20 gallons. They put two shots in his little prairie fire. His neck closed up, started Jesus. coughing, crying, and, and they think it's funny. I don't get that. I don't get Why that. would you sabotage your own show? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I maybe they're not investors. <laughs> well, they're not there anymore, are they? <laughs> no, they're not. That that was that shut guy, down. That guy, yep, the guy's gone. So I don't know who the manager was. I don't. No one ever took the blame for it. I I'm blaming mad. the manager because he thought that was hilarious. It was him. Wasn't yeah, it? it was him. I think I, I kind of knew it was, but he never owned up to it because no. I got so mad. Oh yeah. 
Because it's dumb. I mean, I don't do hot shit anyway. That's silly stuff. Um, but other than that, I had a good time hanging out yeah. with Gary. Uh, Gary's like me, likes to have a good time, have a have a beverage or 40 uh, sometimes after a show. I don't know. Do you still party? Or are you sort of no, like I'm a retired. family guy now? Retired. What's going on? I got uh, my, my son. He's uh, just turned 14. No kidding. Does a little comedy himself. Really? You can check him out on YouTube. Type in Haha for Autism. He's an autistic kid. Oh, really? Yeah. So we you went... have an autistic son who also does stand-up. Yeah. How did uh, how did that come about? You know what? Uh, we were in Virginia, kind of on vacation, a working vacation, and I was working with Bruce Bruce. Yeah. And Bruce Bruce and uh, my my son clicked, and Bruce Bruce wanted my son to go on stage and introduce him. Really? Why? Yeah. Just to, because he just thought it'd be cute. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And so I go. I'll, How old was he at this time? Uh, Twelve. Twelve years old. And I go. I go. Okay, we'll try. Uh huh. So my so the, the music goes up, and he goes up to bring up Bruce Bruce. He's like, stop. And then he just kept talking and never introduced him. Was he doing jokes? No, he's just SpongeBob says this, and, uh, and Thomas the Train is the top of Hatter crossed. Did people were people laughing? People were laughing and loved him. Yeah, yeah. And so I went up and rescued him and brought up Bruce Bruce. <laughs> but uh, that that just gave him the bug, and uh, he's done a couple shows with me for autism benefits and stuff. Like in Orlando, he'll he'll draw like ninety of his teachers will come out and see him. Bigger draw than I ever was. Wow, fourteen years old starting that. Does he? Well, how bad is the autism? Is he right? He's light. He's light. And you, and you, it's and, not like Rain Man autistic. No, no. It's, it's not like Rain Man. He, he does some Rain Man things. <laughs> really? You, you know, sometimes. I think if I were going to have an ailment like that, I think autism would be the way to go. Because well, don't you usually have like a, a greater scent? Like the, you could count better? Like Rain, Rain right, Man could right. see all the toothpicks on the no, floor. No, he has an incredible memory. Like uh, uh, we're in the middle of the holiday season, right? And yeah. all the blue, he'll go, Dad. Do you remember when we saw Polar Express on November 29th, 2009? Oh yeah. God. Oh, wow. They know dates, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he knows. He knows dates. You remember my birthday in 2006, October 21st? That was a good one. I got a bike. I knew a guy like that. I went to community college. His name was Kenneth. Mm-hmm. And he, 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 I could say, uh, hey, uh, Kenneth, um, my birthday, uh, March 26th, 1972 is when I was born. But when I turned 21... What was I? What was the weather like that? Like he could, he knew the right. weather, like uh, exactly that. What it was a no, Friday or a Saturday? No, or no he, yeah, he does that. He does that. He goes, do you remember when it snowed when we visited our cousins? Yeah, <laughs> no, not really. But uh, well, that's cool. Yeah, so, yeah, so he's he, he up, wanted to do that. Yeah, and yeah. you know, and, and I, you know, I'm not. I'm not a showbiz parent. I'm not. He's right, not going to be right, a comic. Right. I'm not pushing him into yeah, anything. Yeah. I'm just giving him an opportunity to be open to as many things as possible. Right. So hopefully he's not living with me when he's thirty. I got you. <laughs> exactly. But uh, he, he he takes karate. Uh, you know, takes guitar. Uh-huh. Um, well, I bet he's probably really good at guitar. He's good at guitar. That's something he focuses on. Yeah. You know? And uh, we our, our original guitar teacher, uh, he was in Paul Revere and the Raiders. Really? Yeah. And he's a dick. <laughs> uh, my, my son, What's his name? I, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he uh, he was having trouble reaching this chord. Okay. And, he, and he's like, he'll never be in a professional band. He can't hit that chord. I go, I just want him to get laid at the beach. You know? <laughs> right, right. And, uh, and, so, and so anyway, now he has a great instructor, and he really focused on the blues. Yeah, and, yeah. And so Mar- it, you're, so awesome. you're still mar- married? Yep. Married, 15 years. Same woman? Same woman. Look at you, buddy. Yeah. Doing that's it. Like, that's like 100 years in show business. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. How'd you meet? She was a comedy club manager at a funny bone. 
Which one? Davenport, Iowa. Davenport, Iowa. Yeah. Wow, I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. Is that still there? No. No? no I don't think the town's even still <laughs> They just got rid of it. I think the recession grabbed it and just took it away down the river. <laughs> yeah, some tornado. We're going to float this down to St. Louis. This is your problem now. <laughs> yeah, it's been a... I think I saw this comedian in Davenport. I'm, I'm surprised I remember this. I wonder if you would know this guy. He was an old guy. He was a local dude who did some, I think he wrote for a newspaper too, but he was an old guy, mm. and he was an open micer. Yeah. And uh, I came, you know, early, so it was like an open micer. His mic last night. name wasn't Zipper, was it? I can't, I will I, not know his I remember name. this joke, he goes, always wanted to be a show business where it says, Zipper opens tonight, you're killing me, dude. Oh, okay, maybe it was him. That sounds like one of his jokes. You know what, though, uh, you know who's from there? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, Kathy Pescatelli. Oh, she is. She started that. Davenport, Ohio. Yeah, anyway, Look at go that. ahead. Sorry to I, I, Iowa, not Ohio. Yeah. Iowa, yeah. Um, well, anyway, um, so this guy came on stage. He was an open micer. He had to do like a uh, maybe a 10-minute set, right? Mm -hmm. And he comes on stage, and he has an egg timer with him. And he sits down in this I chair. I remember this guy. He sits down in his chair, and it took him a while to get adjusted. And he pulls his egg timer out, puts it right on 10, hasn't said a word to the audience yet, and puts it on this table on, this, on the stage. And he goes, well, and he just starts getting to his act, mm -hmm. which was mildly funny. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible, mm -hmm. and I was laughing at some of them. And after a while, you forgot all about the egg timer because he was into right. his act, and you just forgot about it. And then all of a sudden, 10 minutes is up, he, he goes, bing! He goes, well, that's my time. And he got <laughs> up and walked off stage. Like, he was right in the middle of a yeah. He didn't finish it. Uh, that's hilarious. Like, it's, it's the longest setup for a punchline yeah. ever. A 10-minute setup. Yeah. So I, I actually liked that. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but that was in Davenport. And you met your wife there. She was a manager? Yeah, she's a comedy club manager. Then yeah. she saw your act and you still got married? Um, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know, right? <laughs> she even says that. She's like, she goes, I don't think you're funny, but as long as other people are amused and you can make a living at it, you can keep doing it. The wives are not supposed to laugh at us. No, they don't. They, 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 they get jaded and bitter. It's just like they've seen it too many times. So. Uh, well, that's cool, man. Uh, we're actually in between shows right now. Right. This is a Saturday night. Uh, we just did the first show, uh, Packed House, and then uh, second show's coming up. So if you hear stuff in the background, it's, we're in a green room. Um, but look, but how, I want to talk about like why comedy, how you got into comedy, uh, I, I, what, who's yeah. influenced you. I, uh, I can sum it up all real quick. Um, influences Johnny Carson. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm from Nebraska originally. That's right, he's from Nebraska. And, and uh, I got to meet him one time at a Norfolk High School, Kearney High School football game. Really? Yeah. I, I, I saw a biography about him where he, he came back to his hometown to do a football, to do something at a football game. Well, was this was just at halftime. I saw him over there, Johnny Carson. I went and sat down. I probably irritated the hell out of him. Yeah. Because I always thought, oh, man, if I made it before his show's over, I could panel with Johnny. Remember when I came and bugged him in my big fuzzy band hat? <laughs> you know? And uh, he's been, uh, George Carlin. Oh, I, really? I got to work with once George in Chicago. Carl. Yeah. Also, one time, I had to follow George Carlin. Yeah. I was at like, K.J. Riddle's. In Chicago, and he was doing a gig, and he's friends with the owner Ken Chapanic. He came in, and he goes, "Come on, dude, guest set." He goes, "No, nah, no, nah, no." Nah. So George Carlin did a guest set, and I had to follow George oh, Carlin. Wow. Yeah, yeah. How'd yeah. you do? A horrible. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I uh, like George Carlin. I mean, a lot of people say he, you know. He is one of the greats, yeah. hands down, no doubt about it. He's got probably more comedy records or sure. albums than anybody. I don't know how many he's got, but you know he's got tons. I don't, I don't even know who would be his close but, second. Uh, I don't know. Richard Pryor was a major influence. Yeah. And as a little kid, yeah. we used to memorize Cheech and Chong albums, right? And then put on put on the thing for the other kids. You know, that's funny. But uh, I memorized uh, Ender Dice Clay the day the laughter died. 
yeah. Which is weird because you would, you would think people who watch me do comedy, they wouldn't think that I'd be an Andrew Dice Clay fan. You know, you know what's so weird is uh, uh, we, we had a talent show when I was in fourth grade, and I, I did Gallagher and Smash Fruit. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a talent show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I started comedy in Phoenix. Okay. And and you know, where are you from? From? I'm from Nebraska. From Nebraska, uh, that's right. Grew up from, there. From grew up there. Zero to one. Grew up there, and then on uh, my birthday's June 10th, and on June 12th, uh, uh, 1981, at uh, 2 p.m., I drove immediately <laughs> away from Nebraska towards Arizona. Went to, went to Arizona State. Okay. Went gotcha. to Arizona State, and. Uh, and, and what start, was your major in Arizona? Uh, telecommunications. Okay. I was a weekend weatherman in uh, Phoenix. You know? No shit. Yeah, I got fired. Guess you got to be accurate. Um, <laughs> well, they call it AccuWeather. Yeah. But, what happened? Uh, Why would you get fired for real? Well, uh, you know what happened? It was Please, East- I love this kind of stuff. Okay, it's Easter Sunday, and none of the real people were there. Producers, directors. I mean, we got interns running the teleprompter and cameramen. I mean, it's a real. Was it for Fox or was it? Um, no, it was KPHO. It was an independent show now, but now KPHO, I believe, is the the CBS film. They all moved places. Gotcha. In there. But it was an independent station. Yeah. At the time. <laughs> and anyway, I was the weekend weatherman. Okay. And uh, is there tapes of this online? You know what? There's not because this is back in the day before internet and right. And and what these tapes are so expensive. These are like big three inch. Tapes, right. they're expensive. Yeah, yeah. And so at the end of the week, they would bulk erase all of them. You know, oh, really? Unless it was some, some like you know, if you had some big uh, trial like OJ or something that they would re- dub off and record footage. Yeah. You know, no one cared about my weather show. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, here's how I got fired. <laughs> it was Easter Sunday, and I'm feeling funny, and I come in with Everlast boxing shorts like a nice. like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. I brought ten pounds of hamburger and I played the theme to Rocky underneath my weather cast. Da da da. Seventy-eight in Yuma, boom! Gallup, New Mexico, pouring in at sixty-eight. I think I'm hilarious. So I I enjoy a weatherman who who gets a little silly. Well, I was very silly, and so then uh, I'm I'm on the weekend, and the CEO of the company calls me in to his office, wants to talk to me. I go, I must be getting a raise. He must have saw the hilarious weather report. (laughs) Well, he he did, and uh, I go in the office. There's a big bag of mail. Like uh-huh. on Thursday. He's like, hey, why don't you grab a letter? Ooh, pull a letter. Oh, no. We do not like the funny weather, man. Oh. We have livestock. He goes, we're all like that. You're fired. Oh. <laughs> Wish I'd have grabbed that mailbag and left. <laughs> well, see, uh, real quick. Yeah. There was a guy in Charlotte um, who you would have liked as well. He, he, remember when Fox first came on? The network first came out. Yeah, they had two shows, 21 Jump Street and another show. Yeah, but they had when they started doing local news, yeah, yeah, yeah. they always tried to be edgy. Yeah, yeah. They tried to be a little bit more different than other networks. Yeah, yeah. So there was a guy for Fox Charlotte, sport, uh, a weather guy for Fox uh, in Charlotte, right? Uh, Mark Mathis. Mm-hmm. Look this guy up on YouTube, and I might put this up on the website. Yeah. He's got tons of these clips of him uh, uh, doing the weather. Yeah. He got fired eventually. Oh, sure. He was on cocaine, uh, mm-hmm. and you could tell when you watch him that this dude's messed up. Yeah. He'd, he'd be doing the weather. He'd, he'd start. He'd, he'd bring drums yeah. and start playing the drums doing the it's weather. It's rainy. No, that's just my nose dripping. <laughs> yeah. There was like a, he was doing. A, it was snowing, mm-hmm. and there was a snowman outdoors, and he ran out of the studio. And just tackled the snowman and came back in. You know, kids are watching yeah. this stuff. You oh know. My God. But he was insane, dude. And I love that. I love it where the weather man gets a little crazy because, you know, if, it's if just the weather. Now the weather can be, you, know, you can get that on your, your iPhone, yeah. your, you know, on the internet. So someone just knocked at the door. Um, hello, who is it? Maybe, right. Maybe not. Come on in. 
It's Doug. It's the uh, Doug is the uh, MC. I don't know why he's not just walking in. He's being polite. Come on in, man. We're doing a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Doug, Doug, what's Doug, your last name? Doug Morgan. Doug Morgan. That's right. He's got the. Uh, he's got that. Uh, I like to call those go to hell hats. Because if somebody don't like him, you tell them to go to hell. Yeah. I like that hat. You don't want to see what's underneath. Yeah, that's that's kind of, yeah. nasty. I kind of like it like the newsies. The newsie hat. The newsie hat. See, that, that looks good on you. Are you Irish? I'm not. I think I'm part. Part, yeah. And then parts of. Yeah. Other. You've got, like, if you, if you just, you've got the chops going. I know. you got a little Irish look to you. I, I get a little red, gray. I love those hats. I just got one from a friend. Yeah. Anyways, we're, we're talking to Gary here. And, uh, uh, Gary, you were telling us how you got started in comedy, your influences. Oh, yeah. You, you we, were working at a TV station. You got yeah, fired. Yeah, we're at TV station. You got fired in that. And, and uh, there was another thing. Uh, this is this is all before Clear Channel and Big Brother and all these things, you know. One company could only own seven entities, you know, seven TV stations, seven radio stations. And I was on the sh- I went from there to the show. It was on the USA Network, which is now Spike. It right. Was called, it was called See the Music. It was before MTV. Oh, really? And I was a VJ. Right. And then it lasted shortly because this lady had a chance to buy an NBC station in Minneapolis and pulled the plug. Uh. But anyway, I started comedy. Um, uh, I started in Phoenix. Uh, Pablo Francisco and... Ron Morey, Randy Kagan, and Jack Cohen, and Mark Cordes, and, and Robert Schimmel, and David Spade, and, wow. and, and all these guys. That's who I, I go to watch, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, so David was starting comedy around the same time yeah. you were in yeah. Arizona? Yeah. Nice. Well, one of us is doing really well. <laughs> um, but uh, this is I, I live with two comics. And a drummer of a band, and uh, who, who did you live? With? I live with Joey Scazzola and Ron Morey. I, know, I, I think I know. My, my Ron Morey. I know Sean Morey. No, no. There's a Sean Morey. There's a Sean Morey. All right. But anyway, long story short, they did comedy. They kind of showed me how to book it and call and get gigs, and I'd open for them because one was the headliner, one was the middle, and I'd open. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I was a waiter at the time too. I was at a fancy restaurant making some decent money. And I, this is how I thought it. This is how it went down. This is how easy it was, yeah. and how bad it was. My first, I called down to the Tempe Improv, and, go, uh-huh. and they'd see me. I'd be going down there doing open mics. I'd go, hey, scary making. They go, you want to MC a week? Yes. Who do I get? First time MC for Jerry Seinfeld. Really? Nice. Before Seinfeld the show, right. said, but he's still Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, he was still a major headliner. Yeah, yeah. So that's my first week MC, and I go, and. Uh, and they paid way more money back then, mm-hmm. too. And then, and then I, I, go, I go, this is why am I waiting tables? I tell the restaurant to screw off. I'm going to be a famous stand-up comedian. Uh-huh. And so the next week, I just called laughs in Tucson and go, hey, Gary Menke, can I, can I come down to MC? Go, yeah, come on down to MC. Well, I didn't know that this was just a fluke, that you really had to book stuff six months out. Uh-huh. Next thing I know, I'm living in my car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a real comic. Yeah, that, uh, I had a little phase of that. Not the whole time, but you know, you yeah. take a night in between, yeah. in between gigs and it's not a yeah, hotel. Yeah, and you know, sleep in the car, who cares? You know, even, even when I was homeless, I, uh, I kept my golf appointments. You know, <laughs> uh, I was playing golf with some friends and I, I knew they had a big backyard. It was nice in Arizona. So I'm sleeping in the backyard until we have to go golfing. I know they have a clock in their kitchen. So I go look in through their kitchen window. Their roommates get a drink of water. Ah! Scare the hell out of him. He goes, Gary, sleep in their backyard. <laughs> you were sleeping in their backyard? Yeah, I was sleeping in their backyard. In a tent? 
No, just a little sleep, Meg. It's Arizona, it's nice. <laughs> and so I run and hide. So, so then we're golfing that day. I'm a homeless guy golfing. We're golfing. Are you serious? Yeah. We're I, golfing. I never knew that you were seriously homeless. Yeah. We're, we're, How long were you homeless? Oh, yeah. uh, like a week. A week, yeah. Okay. okay. So like, no, not really. You were handling where you... No, I had no place to go, but they go, you were sleeping back here? Come inside, sleep on the couch. And then oh. their roommate left, and I took his room and blah, blah, blah. There you go. But, uh, but we're on the second hole of the golf course. They go, were you sleeping in our backyard? <laughs> nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, and you guys were loud last night. Yeah. Got to keep it down. down. If you want me to move in on your couch, <laughs> you guys better get it together. Yeah. I couch surfed when I went to L.A. for a while. Yeah. You know, stay with different friends. Yeah, yeah, couch. Right. I mean, yeah, you, know, you can call it homeless. It wasn't really homeless. It wasn't like yeah. I was destitute, but, you know. I, I think car. it's a rite of passage as a, com- a comedian yeah. to uh, to really go through the hard yeah, some the rough times, on you the know? road. Yeah. You know, but, uh I went into debt, man. I was like, I had to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. I was losing money doing stand-up because oh, I, was, yeah. I was partying like I was already rich and famous yeah, sure. or something, living off my credit cards, and, yeah. and that adds up after a while. Yeah. But, um, so you went from, uh, from how, long, how long were you, were you in Phoenix before you moved to yeah. Orlando, right? No, no. I, well, I went from Phoenix uh, to, uh, to San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, because uh, one day it was 129 in the shade. What, what, what? Oh, yeah. in, Arizona, yeah. in Arizona, yeah. And I went out to my mailbox. I was wearing some old Chuck Taylors, and the the bottom sole of the shoe stuck to the cement and ripped from the canvas. And I hopped back in the house and go, "I'm out of here." Wow, yeah. So I drove to San Diego. It gets hot. And uh, interesting thing in San Diego, I had a little studio on the beach, and uh, well, I met a girl. The studio on, apartment. Yeah, studio yeah. apartment. And I met a girl on the beach, and she played guitar, and she's from Alaska. And uh, she was friends with my friend Butch Lord. Yeah. Uh-huh. And her name was Jewel. What? Yeah. Not that Jewel. Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. And we got her a gig at the uh, San Diego Improv playing outside on the patio. Wow. On uh, Garnett. Before, it, before she was she living in her car at the time? She was living in her van. Wow. And uh, you, that, Are you still friends with her? No. No? no. That's crazy. But that, that, but she, she did send us tickets to the American Music Awards when she first hit. So Nice. But anyway, that was weird. Then I moved to L.A., and then I moved to San Francisco and met all my little San Francisco friends. Yeah. And then I lost a bet and moved to Davenport, Iowa. Okay. And then and that's uh, you met your wife. Yeah, and met my wife. And then I moved down to Tampa and worked at the Improv and... Uh, and now I live in Orlando, and I'm doing stand-up comedy at Dayton at the Funny Bone. <laughs> well, you also you're you're not just a stand-up; you also book stuff too. Right? I, I book stuff. I put on some shows, and I book a lot of urban shows. Tell me about that. How that whole thing started? You know what? Uh, just uh, they, there there really wasn't uh, a market. I mean, there was Def Jam and stuff, but there really. No one was really appealing to the black community to do comedy, at least in Tampa, okay. anyway. All right. At the time when I moved there, we didn't even have a hip-hop station. How did you get involved with that? I don't know. White guy seems from like a, it seems, seems like, like a, a weird thing. Yeah, it seems like a perfect fit. White guy from Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Come yeah. on. Why not, Snoop? All right. But, uh, no, yeah, well, it was weird. It was weird. And you know what? I just, I just, I love comedy, all kinds of comedy, and I sure. study it. And uh, and I just saw this kind of underground group of guys, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Tony Roberts and Doo Brown and Benji Brown and, and like, Little Duvall and names you know now, you mm-hmm. know, that, that were selling tickets that no one had heard of, you know? Yeah. And uh, Doodoo Brown, the only one I knew there was Doodoo Brown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew, well, that's a song. Oh, yeah. I think there's a song in here, Doodoo Brown. Oh, I think it's an artist. Well, he's a real guy. also a rapper, too? He, he, I don't know if he raps, okay. but. Come on in. I don't know who that is. Is somebody at the door? Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, Come on in. John? What's yeah. up? Uh, there's some guests. That's okay. We're, we're, it's not live. I can, oh, I can cut this out. Uh, there's some guests at the bar that wanted to buy DVDs. Do you just want me to oh. tell them you're busy? How many do they want? Uh, Are they in the first show? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they're still hanging out. Yeah. Uh, they were in the showroom shooting the shit or whatever, and they okay. just didn't. Do they, they don't have to go out there and do it, or will you just hand it to them? Uh, I can probably just hand it to them. Right. How much are they? 20, 20 bucks. 20 bucks? I'll, here, I'll sign it for you. Where, where's this? You got the Sharpie? Uh, yeah, I'll sign it. Tell them I was uh, knee deep in a podcast with Gary Minky back here. Right on. 20 bucks. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, they're gonna start you. What's the, what's just, we can wrap this up. Well, uh, okay. So, so you started uh, booking urban. Uh, I started booking urban shows, and uh, and then you went. Uh, I really do well with uh, black crowds. Yeah. I, I love them. Well, I can tell watching you that, that you, you also have. It seems to me. Uh, Louisiana Cajun accent to you a little bit every now and then the way you talk. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Nebraska meets Florida and hillbilly. Yeah, it's all over the map. Yeah. You're you're a little bit of a Metro Jethro too. I'm a little bit, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you yeah. bounce around. You've been oh, all yeah. place. You know, oh, yeah. a small town, small uh, town Nebraska, Nebraska to Phoenix to L. A. to San Francisco, yeah. you know, all San Diego, over the place, yeah. L. A. Um, but. Um, yeah, so um, blah, blah, blah. What, what, what else are we talking about? You want to wrap it up? I mean, I can keep going unless you want to. Yeah, we can wrap it up here. All right. But, uh, but thanks for having me on. Wait, no, well, so, uh, yeah. all right, Gary, uh, this is where we do a shameless plug. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything that you want to plug coming up, dates, anything like that, websites, Twitter? Yeah. Oh, you can uh, follow me on Facebook, uh, backslash Gary Menke, or Twitter, Gary Menke. And, How do you spell uh, that? Uh, M-E-N-K-E, like the Meineke Muffler Shop without the I. And it's G-A-R-Y. G-A-R-Y. Right. And uh, appreciate any fans or friendship. And uh, this Thanksgiving week, I'll be in my hometown, the Orlando Improv. Oh, nice. And uh, good to see you, John. You Every too. seven years, you got to do it. <laughs> yes, it's seven years, buddy. Take care. Thanks. Go to heffernandreap.com for tour dates and great links. Hey, did you get that? It's heffernandreap.com. Go there now. Now. Since you love the Heffron and Reap show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave a comment. We don't care what you write, you know. They Heffron 